Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Crackback Podcast. We are live at Flobama in downtown Florence. I'm Josh. And I'm Kenneth. Welcome to the show this week. We are live from Flobama in downtown Florence. A uh, special thank you to Drew and Bart, the owners of this fine establishment. It is a great place for you to enjoy you know, live music with your family, a lot of food to eat, uh, friendly staff. So please check them out if you're ever in downtown Florence. But um, Alabama. Yeah, Florence, Alabama. Don't go to Florence, <laughs> South Carolina, or wherever it may be. <laughs> but uh, getting right into things, we had a huge week. Of college football. Rivalry week. Rivalry week. Hard to say. Say it three times fast again. Hard to, no, I'm not Come on, one more time. Two weeks in a row? Rivalry week. Rivalry week. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> but we are going to kick off with the number one team in the land, which is the Ohio State Buckeyes taking on the number 13 team in Michigan. Um, not a contest from anything that I saw. Early it was, but Early. The, Ohio, the Ohio State Buckeyes 13 just completely showed up and shut them down. I watched a lot of it. The first uh, the first quarter was good. First quarter was good, uh, but every play I watched was Chase Young getting double, tripled, even quadruple teamed. Did not record a stat. Oh, yeah, he got he did get a stat. He had two QB hurries. That's all that he had the whole game. They were tackles, guards, tight ends, running backs chipping him coming out of the backfield. And that's what it, I told people. That's that's the only way to slow him down. It was literally half of their offense hitting him so he couldn't get to the quarterback. But uh but yeah, it wasn't wasn't anything nice for Michigan uh Not at late all. in the game. Uh Ohio State threw up 14 points a quarter. If a team's scoring twice a quarter on you, more than likely you're going to lose a game. We call them ass whippings. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Michigan took one and took it took it with pride. Uh, I don't know if they took it too proudly. <laughs> I'm still surprised that Jim Harbaugh is holding on to what he has. Uh, but, you know, maybe Michigan's happy with nine and ten win seasons. I know a lot of people are grumbling around saying that he needs to step down and somebody else come in and take over. Um, like I said, he, it's not that he's a bad coach. He's just not winning the big games. He is like, what, 0 for 6 now against the Ohio State Buckeyes? So Yeah, hasn't won a game. He, he needs to do something or get gone. So people are going to be mighty upset about that. Uh, but Justin Fields had a really good day. Um, not wouldn't say, well, really good of left, last of what we've seen. But he was 14 to 25 for 302 yards, four touchdown passes. Um, he did run the ball six times for 25 yards. Uh, the the story for me in this game was how um, J.K. Dobbins, workhorse. Oh yeah, it's still feed me the rock and run it down your throat. Yeah, last week I said it. J.K. Dobbins is the heart of this team. He is the guy that if he gets going, that team does good. And he did he, very well. <laughs> he gets going pretty much every game. Yeah. So, Look, so yeah. 31 carries, 211 yeah. yards. Four touchdowns. So between Fields and Dobbins, there was eight touchdowns score between them. Yeah. So it was it was big time offensive game for Ohio State. Their defense didn't look too shabby holding Shea Patterson and the Wolverines to only twenty seven points. Shea Patterson's still a bum. So uh, you don't believe me? Look at the stats. Eighteen for forty three. Yeah, threw the ball forty three times on eighteen dookie. completions. But those eighteen completions gave him three hundred and five yards and a touchdown. But uh, but not deal dookie. Yeah, not killer stats for him. Uh, Harbaugh, his his khakis don't have wrinkles. 
Uh, Got some dookie stains on him, though. <laughs> but, uh, he was drugged through the grass that game. Most definitely. Uh, moving on to the number two team in the land, we have the uh, LSU Tigers welcoming in the Texas A&M Aggies. Um, LSU, ju <laughs> LSU jumps out quick and does not look back. Um, another great game from the Heisman front runner, Joe, eh, Joe Burrow. Can't talk all of a sudden. Uh, Joe Burrow being 23 of 32 for 352 yards, uh, three touchdowns. Um, he also ran six times for nine yards. Not that big, but still, uh, he did have a long of 14, so he got some of those negative yards off his stat book. Yeah. Um, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alar with uh, 18 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Jamar Chase, seven catches, 197 yards, and two touchdowns. LSU offense is clicking, and they are getting – like I said, they're – are they the high-scoring team in the country since Ohio State's kind of had some lower ones? I've, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't, like I said, I know that like two weeks ago they said it was number one, and then it the next week it said LSU was number one, and they just keep going back and forth. Either way, LSU's offense is extremely hot. Uh, they're not getting slowed down by anybody. Um, it's because they can they can attack you any way they want with with the run with the pass. Uh, it's hard to stop a team that is successful doing both. So Joe Burrow has command of that offense. Those players rally around him, and when he is on, which has been every game this year, he puts up phenomenal numbers. Yeah, uh, nobody's slowing down Joe Burrow. That is the reason why he is the Heisman front runner. Uh, Texas A&M was not able to do absolutely anything against this LSU defense. Um, like I said, they ran the ball 26 times for 72 yards. That's 2.8 yards for you math heads out there yeah. per carry. That Ooh. is not even a three yards and a cloud of dust. Turn the ball over every time. Threw the ball for 97 total yards. Yeah, and that's so, a 2.9 average per, so it's still not three yards. Yeah, still not three yards <laughs> through the air. When jo the Joe Burrow by himself was 11 yards per completion. So that's pretty dang good not not great for yeah. for the Aggies which I love to see because Jimbo Fisher is not a uh, pal of mine oh uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah so glad to see the LSU Tigers going strong into the SEC championship game and uh, probably gonna roll on into the playoffs but we Most definitely but we can talk about that later yeah Sliding into the number three, we have the Clemson Tigers sitting at the three spot, uh, traveling to South Carolina Gamecocks and absolutely smacking them in the face Yeah, in I, their own home. Yeah, I thought it would be a little bit closer of a game just because, you know, the, the Carolina is the rivalry. South Carolina's been on a – like I said, they beat Georgia. That's the only thing they can hang their hat on all year long. Exactly. So, all, like th Their total record is four of eight. Yeah, so I thought – You're four and eight. You, I wouldn't even mention that we beat Georgia. I thought maybe they would have a little bit better of a showing against Clemson. I still thought Clemson would win the game pretty pretty easily, but 38-3. to three, uh, South Carolina couldn't find the end zone, couldn't find much success doing anything. I think they barely made it on the field. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't good. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had 295 through the air, three touchdowns. Uh, rushing Clemson, the whole team touched the ball. Oh yeah, they had everybody that's on on the depth chart, running the rock. Got it. Yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence with a, a 
a really good day. This is what we were hoping to see throughout the year, yeah. early in the year. Uh, 26 of 36 for 295 yards and three touchdowns. That's a really good day for him. Uh, but he was also the leading rusher for the Clemson Tigers. He had eight carries for 66 yards. Um, that's not saying that Travis Etienne's you know going to be the leader every week, but you know I think this is the first time that he's actually led all year yeah. in the rushing because Travis Etienne has been so good. Yeah, Etienne, 15 touches for 51 yards and two touchdowns. So not not his best day. Not his best day, but, but still, still scoring. You look, they had what three or four other running backs touch the ball during that game. So him having 15, uh, Lynn J. Dixon having 12. Trevor Lawrence taking off eight times. That's a lot of touches for forty guys. total carries in the game. Yeah, forty team carries throughout the game, and Etienne had fifteen. So At five yards a pop. That's chugging along. Gabriel the ones. So. Hey, here you go. Uh, here you go. Very much. These guys chugging. played an efficient game. Like I said, they're going into their championship game, looking to stay undefeated and still be in the playoffs. Yeah. So. And like we said, we'll, we'll touch base on those championship games coming up in a little bit. We're going to run down the top ten, and then we'll slide into all the championship games that are coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, next, we have the uh, Georgia Bulldogs traveling to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Not the Yellow Jackets that we're used to seeing that run the ball 50 times and get 600 yards rushing. Um, this Georgia team has had a changeover in everything. Their offense is completely different. They're no longer running the wing tee. Um, it's... It, it's weird seeing Georgia Tech play football right now. It is. Uh, I'm not a fan. It's because of the <laughs> nostalgic value of Georgia Tech being that vintage wing tee offense. And you know what really just makes it a little worse is Sunday I was out watching NFL football all day, and I'm sitting there eating, and just out of the corner of my eye, uh, you've seen Dragon Ball Z, right? A little bit. But, you know, the old man with the mustache, whatever. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I was like, man, that looks like – Coach Jackie Ferguson. You remember him being our coach, the offensive coach at Coffee? We were the Yellow Jackets, and we ran the wing tee. Not we, just him. Well, he went to school and cheered us on as we played. Uh, but, like I said, I ran into him, and I was like, man, I bet you're still running the wing tee, and you're 80 years old. And I, I, just, <laughs> I wanted to say something so bad. Uh, but, um, you know, Georgia Tech is not the Georgia Tech of old. Um, is there in a, They're going to be in a long rebuild. But um, or moving into talking about the top team here is the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Jake Fromm doesn't really have a nice day. He's under 50% again, uh, 14 of 29 for 254 yards. He did have four touchdowns. So when he was getting the ball out, yeah, you know. When he, when he completed a pass, it was usually a decent pass or a yes. good gain. You know, but uh, – I think what hurt them was DeAndre Swift going down. That is what's going to hurt them the most uh, when they have to face LSU. So he had a shoulder injury, if I'm not mistaken, during the game. He also fumbled on that play when he was hurt. Yeah, so didn't look too promising for him. Uh, but other than that, uh, the team – Kirby Smart's got some work in front of him. Yeah, the team rushed the ball pretty well. Uh, 40 carries, 14 carries for 219 yards. Uh, that's including DeAndre Swift with 10 for 73. Uh, but I, I'm not going to say I wasn't impressed with Georgia during this game, but they made a few mistakes, could have played a lot better, uh, and those are things that they will have to fix. Yeah, they did lay the ball on the ground three times. Yeah. Um, 
I was thinking that they would come in and Jake Fromm would be a lot more efficient than he was. He needed to have like close to a 70% day for yeah. me to even think that they had a chance next week. Because as it stands, LSU blows them out. Like not even close. Probably yeah. the worst beatdown in the SEC championship game history. They're going to drill them and they're going to continue to drill them until there's no time left on the clock. And if emotions were high for this rivalry game and uh, George Pickens was able to get tested enough that he felt the need to throw punches at people's helmets. Uh, not the smartest thing to do with a plastic shell covering someone's face is throw your fist at it. Yeah, I, I still can't believe that he actually did that. Um, I wasn't watching the game. I actually got – somebody sent me the video of what happened. Um, that is just – you can't have that happen. Um, that kid that he slammed into the wall, he really could have been seriously injured. Yeah. Uh, going head first into that padded wall. Just to let you know, all those walls that are padded, it still hurts. Uh, well, there's usually bricks or concrete. Yeah, there's concrete behind usually behind those. In those stadiums, it's most most definitely guaranteed to be concrete. Um, but that's uh, – I think he's suspended for the first half of the game or something. Yeah, first half of the SEC championship game. Yeah, like I said, and he's their top wide receiver, so that was dumb on his part. Um, he probably should have got a bigger suspension than what he actually got, but hey – who are we? You're just two guys sitting there talking crap about football. But uh, moving on to one of the bigger games of the weekend, um, we know a lot of people are actually salty about this. Uh, I know we have some Alabama fans in the building. I'm pretty sure there's some Auburn fans here as well. Um, Alabama traveling to Auburn and taking on the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Alabama coming in at number five um, in the country, sitting at 10-1, and one, needing this win to catapult them into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely needed this win. And uh, I, I'm, I ain't going to lie to you. This game, the game was going the way I thought it would go, and then it just kind of took an ugly turn. Uh, the ugly turn was the second quarter for both, for both teams because it was, I won't say mistake after mistake, but it was – Big plays and a lot of scoring. A lot of big plays. And, you know, guys getting busting loose and, you know, being able to have nothing but green in front of them for huge gains. Uh, what surprised me the most was Bo Nix not making as many mistakes as I thought he would make. I missed some throws and stuff like that, but uh, I definitely saw him being the quarterback to have the – the two interception games like Mac yes. Jones had. That's like, uh, and speaking of that, um, Mac Jones' stat line was actually really good if you take away those interceptions. Uh, Very he was good. 26 of 39, 335 yards. Uh, first big time start for this young man. Um, he had four touchdown passes. Technically, he had six touchdown passes because uh, two of those interceptions were returned for touchdowns. Uh, one way. of them being 100 yards, but I think that was kind of. Lazy on Najee Harris's part. Uh, if you if you go back and look at it, yeah, the ball might have been underthrown, but he did not adjust his body to try and catch that ball. It's kind of you can just throw the old chicken wing out there and hope to hit it. Well, he hit it all right, right into dude's open arms, and see you later, 100 yards to the house. Uh, that was a boneheaded play by him. Uh, he should have done something better to try and do that, and I'm sure Coach Saving gave him a remit on there, saying, "Hey, you got to make some better effort than that because that was an effort play." Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
all of the Crimson Tide players <laughs> got a reaming after that oh, game. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, not not to speak completely down on Najee Harris, he had a really good day. 27 oh, yeah. carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown, and he also caught the ball a couple times. He had four, uh, four catches for 26 yards. Those guys were moving the chains. It was actually – it was um, – the game was actually enjoyable. Like it was a lot going on. Um, like you have, you know, the big time wide receivers at Alabama. Yeah. You have Najee Harris. You have the new start. You know, not n- new starter because he has started a few times. But Mac Jones playing in his first Iron Bowl, first big start. Um, and the star of the show was Jalen Waddle. No matter what happened on either side of the either team, Jalen Waddle was the man. Uh, four catches for 98 yards and three touchdowns. But he also had a 98 yard. Kickoff return for yeah, a touchdown. Return, yeah. uh, the kid is absolutely electric. He is so fast. Oh, lightning! lightning Just, like in a they ball. get him, they get him the ball in space. If you're not completely right on top of him, you're not catching him. Yeah, you, you've got you can't be running side by side. You can't be running side by side with Jalen Waddle and expect to catch him. Oh, if you're not if you're not right on top of him, you're not getting him. I don't care who you are. The kid is absolutely electric. I was like, heck yeah, this is a. I like watching the kid play. Even when I watched him, when I went to Tuscaloosa and watched him play, the kid's electric. It's it's amazing to watch him play football, and he enjoys the hell out of it. Yeah. But Alabama is. It was really un, uncharacteristic of Alabama in this game. Uh, they were highly penalized. Thirteen total penalties in the game. Uh, that's most something most Nick yeah Saban. most ever under Nick Saban. Um, that's something you don't see. Um, I don't know if you watched the whole game or not. I did, but. Like, I was kind of baffled about some of the things that happened. I know everybody's trying to give Alabama shit about the uh, – we had the uh, field goal at the end of the ha- – right before halftime. They ran a play. You know, you get a first down, the clock stops for a second, and then it kicks right back up. It stops until the ball's set. Yeah, as soon as the ball's set, it kicks back up. For some reason, they allowed Auburn to kick a field goal. That is not the reason why Alabama lost. For all you boneheads out there that think you know everything, if you're an actual football person, you know that shit's going to happen. It's just the way that it goes. Oh, and then you know you, you can't, can't you stop can't, it. You can't blame a loss on one play like that at halftime. You had a whole half to adjust and make up for that. If it, you know, people say oh, it was a mistake by the refs. So this, this, and this. I don't think it was a mistake by the refs. I think it was just a unfortunate circumstance. It could have went either way. Yeah, it could have like, been unfortunate for Bama. It could have been unfortunate for Auburn. But, I wasn't uh, a fan of what happened. But like I said, I'm not a fan of either team. I think they should have let go and go in halftime the way that it was. Get after it. Yeah. Um, like I said, that's not the reason why Alabama lost. Alabama put up a hell of a fight. Absolute hell of a fight. Even though their quarterback gave away 14 points. Because without those pick sixes, guess what? Alabama does win, even though they're penalized because oh, of how well they played. Stat line, Alabama offensively was more explosive over this Auburn. over this powerful defense that Auburn has. Yeah, they were like they, they, they were, were gifted fourteen points. If you look at that, you know that drops down quite a bit. Like yeah. I said, for them to be such a you know a stout defense, Alabama pretty much did what they wanted to against them. Yeah, it uh, Auburn had one sack on the day. Uh, receivers only had 173 total yards. Uh, Those big boys up front for for Auburn are the real deal, though. Those oh, kids yeah. were wrecking havoc 
all day. They weren't in there all the time because the big boys was tired. Oh, yeah. Because Alabama ran a lot of plays. Like I said, but the, when they were in the game, they were highly effective. Um, hats off to the, both of those guys because I've, I've been in the trenches with the big boys before. I know what it takes. And you take a beating that much, like I said, it, it's, uh, it'll wear you down quickly. Yeah, the, the things that impressed me most about this game wasn't, you know, Najee Harris doing his thing. It wasn't uh, Auburn's defense. What I walked away with was Bo Nix keeping his cool in a huge game like this and not laying the ball on the turf or throwing it in to defenders' hands every other play. And I was impressed by that. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. quarterback, you know, he's playing. The, One of them isn't on him. I will give him that. You're, you're playing the almighty. Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, yeah. they neither, so, neither one of these young quarterbacks folded under the pressure. Well, Bo Nix really didn't shine, but he still didn't but throw still three interceptions, fumble the ball. You he, know, it, he, he managed, played well enough to win. He managed this game to put his team in position to score points when they needed to and walk out with a W. That was the one. And the two, I was really impressed with the way Gus Malzahn Saved his job for at least one more year by putting a punter, <laughs> by putting a punter at wide. A out. Wi- wide receiver, the greatest play that Gus Malzahn has ever done. He put a punter in at wide receiver and caused all kind of chaos on the defensive side of the ball for the Alabama team. And uh, they didn't know which way was up. There was people looking around. Yeah, that was nobody was on the was right one of the, side of the one field. One of the weirdest endings of a football yeah. game I've ever seen. Nobody was on the the left side of the field for them. They were all looking towards the sidelines, looking at each other. And then next thing you know, there's 12 men on the field and uh, cost them that. That to me, that was the play call, yeah, cost, cost them the game. game. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Joe Maxwell. He's one of the local boys. He's actually playing for Bowling Green. He's on the offensive line. He's actually watching the show right now. Awesome. So. Uh, Good to see you, Joe. Hope you're doing well. Uh, can't wait to catch up with you and wave to make it home for the holidays. Uh, moving into the next game. Um, Nothing to really talk about here. Yeah, Utah. Number six, uh, number six Utah playing Colorado. Utah smacked them around. Uh, Zach Moss um, had a really good day running the ball for them. But the story for, um, for Utah was the guy's name that I really can't say. You want to take a shot at it? What? Brent? No. Yeah, Brant. Whatever Brant's yeah, last name. Brant, Brant Kuth. Is that what you're going to go with? Kuthi. Kuthi? I have no, no clue. Kuth. I don't know. But this kid had uh, three Carlos. receptions. Let us know. For uh, 63 yards and two touchdowns, but he also had a rushing touchdown. So he, he had a really good day for the Utah Utes. Uh, playing at home against Colorado, Utah moving on to play in their championship game against the Oregon Ducks. Oregon Ducks going to be looking to play spoiler in that one. Yeah, um, I thought Colorado could have spoiled the Utes in this game, but it's a little one-sided. You did not think I, that, right? I did. I, oh, wow. I really did. Colorado's got a decent team uh, playing in the Pac-12. They've been able to hold their own past few years. Yeah, the Utes are a little different monster this year, though. You all revert back to your old ways at well, some point. That's also very true. Uh, moving to the next game, we have uh, the Oklahoma Sooners traveling to Oklahoma State, taking on the Cowgirl. I mean, the Cowboys. Um, Jalen Hurts still trying to hang around in the Heisman talks. Which uh, he's, he's, he still is. He still he's going to get the invite. But today was one of his – or Saturday was one of his more impressive games – not for the fact that he was running the ball, not for the fact that he was throwing the ball, but the fact that he caught a touchdown pass. It wasn't a big bomb or anything, but he still caught a touchdown. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, 13 of 16 for 163 yards on the day with one touchdown pass. Uh, he also ran the ball 16 times for 61 yards with a touchdown run. And then he had the one reception for four yards and a touchdown. So if you add that up, it's a pretty good day. Really good day. Uh, <laughs> you know, video game-like numbers yet again. Uh, for me, uh, as much fun as Jalen Hurts was to watch during this game, I liked watching Kennedy Brooks run the ball. Yes, uh, most definitely. That kid is not afraid to lower his shoulder. No, and I like the af- old school. Not afraid to put the boom backs. on somebody. Uh, Kennedy Brooks had 22 carries for 160 yards. That's a 7.3 yards per carry and one touchdown on the day. Uh, he was doing the dirty work. That he was. I, like I, said, I enjoy watching this kid play. He's he's gonna be a really good, really really good player. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, C.D. Lamb, mediocre day, four receptions, thirty-six. Mediocre. Yards. That's that is well below mediocre for C.D. Lamb's stat lines. If you've paid attention to how he's been playing all year, it is. Uh, but I mean, it was the Jalen Hurts and Kennedy Brooks show for the most part. Most uh, definitely. Drew Brown for Oklahoma State had a decent day, twenty-two of thirty. 22 of 32 and 207 yards. Uh, did throw a pick. Uh, most of the season they've been running a two-quarterback offense. Been changing guys in and out. Uh, so, him getting this big start where, you know, he knew, I guess it was last week or the week before the other quarterback went down with the injury. So, he knew this was his game, you know. So, he, he played decent, not decent enough to win – for Oklahoma or for Oklahoma State, but uh, the Sooners still have hope to make it into the playoffs. Yep, they seven. have to play the uh, the Baylor go well, the Baylor Bears. The Baylor Bears. They have to play the Baylor Bears this coming up week in the championship weekend. Another game we'll be previewing here in just a few minutes. But uh, moving into the next game, we had the uh, number eight Golden Gophers welcoming in the Wisconsin Badgers, which was sitting at number twelve, and Whoa. also. Won the, won the game and made their way into the championship game. They did. So this is two years in a row that Ohio State's going to play Wisconsin. They they absolutely did. This was a win it and you're in type situation. And Both teams sitting at 10-2, and 7-2 in the conference. Yeah, so uh, Minnesota was not able to uh, beat the Badgers. Their run game was abysmal again, and that is the reason why. Yeah, 76 yards as a team on the day. Two point five per. Not a good day. The Badgers mash mouth. They ran the ball thirty five times and just let their defense play and take care of it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, eighteen carries for seventy six yards and two touchdowns. So he is still adding to his career stat line, which looks really, really, really good. Um, And now he's got to see what they can do against the number one team in the land, being the Buckeyes. Like I said, they played them once. They don't have to play him again. It's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. So, Wisconsin might stand a chance. Maybe. Well, some way. Kind of. And somebody's – The Badgers you know, fans are excited for this one. Yeah. So, uh, get smacked around the championship game in front of everybody. Yeah. Tanner Morgan, though, for Minnesota, silver lining, had a good game. Uh, 20 of 37, 296, two touchdowns. Did throw a pick, whoop-de-doo. Uh, so what happens when you're throwing the ball 37 times? You usually see ghost. Yeah. 
Sam Donald, yes. uh, and uh, <laughs> throw it to the wrong guy. Uh, Rashad Bateman, again, six six receptions, 147 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, probably one of, if not the best, pure receivers in the country, Bateman. Uh, the kid catches pretty much everything that comes in reach of him, and... Uh, Pretty, pretty darn explosive, too. Had a long of 51 on the day, and uh, the Badgers beat the brakes off of the Golden Gophers. Didn't see that coming. I was really hoping that Minnesota would have been able to hold that off. Yeah, a little and Cinderella. Get, little just Cinderella get, a, get an actual crack at it, you know, them losing to Penn State the way they did. I was really hoping they would have came back and won that game and pressed on to actually take on Ohio State. Um Moving to the next game, we have the Baylor Bears traveling to Kansas, taking on the Jayhawks. Um, 61-6 to for you people that haven't seen it. Yeah, who cares, um, really? Absolute beatdown. Charlie Brewer, decent day, 13-25, uh, 182, a touchdown and a pick. Um, really didn't have the rushing stats that we figured he would have in this game. Uh, Jamichael Hasty had 14 for 92. Um they had so many people touch the ball. They had 47 rushes for 264 yards, and they had a total of seven rushing touchdowns in this game. Yeah, uh, get down, get down in the red zone, and just feed the rock to the running backs. That, the basic that's all you really got to do. Like I said, uh, Baylor rolls, and they're going to be facing an, a familiar opponent. Uh, they'll be facing the Oklahoma Sooners in that conference game. Um, everybody's going to be paying attention to that. Oh, I definitely be will be. The, the first meeting was pretty, pretty darn exciting. Yes, it most if definitely I say was. So myself, we're hoping uh, the we're hoping the uh, Park Dew is going to be just as good. <laughs> yeah, like hot shots. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the last top ten uh, team uh, we have this week is uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions welcoming in the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Uh, Rutgers actually getting a new coach. They have uh, an old coach. Yeah, well, they have a new coach. It's their old coach. So Greg Schiano has returned to Rutgers. Uh, it's hopefully, like getting that favorite pair of underwear back from your friend that borrowed it a couple of years ago. You know. No, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but uh, the Nitty Lions taking care of work at home, uh, twenty-seven to six. Uh, the another team in this conference, uh, ten and two, seven and two. They have a lot of really decent teams, really good teams in this conference. Uh, even though we don't give them as much love, um, they had most of their work done on the ground. Uh, quarterback Will uh, Levis was 18 of 14 for 81 yards, one touchdown pass, one interception. But on the ground, he had 17 carries for 108 yards. Didn't score a touchdown, but he had a long 49. Uh, Journey Brown had 16 carries for 103 yards and three touchdowns. So that was where all the scoring came from them. And just Rutgers being as bad as they are here of the last couple of years, they are 2-10 and 10 on the year, 0-9 in the conference. Um, maybe Greg Schiano can do something for them. And that's that's why they're getting a new old coach. Yeah, and, you know, Pitt, Penn State looking at a good bowl game. That's about all they can hope for. They are. Uh, so, like I said, more, people in this top ten is going to lose. Speaking of which, we can start talking about a couple of guys we're gonna are gonna lose this week. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Quick, quick thing though, it's rivalry rivalry week for our teams too, uh, and they both fucking suck and they both lost. Oops, sorry about that. My boys should have got the crap kicked out of them because we like to turn the ball over. But Mississippi State's just as bad as we are, and we came back. 
But then we pissed away the game. Literally. Literally. Uh, Elijah Moore scoring the uh, could be getting to tie the game. Touchdown. Uh, goes into the end zone. Pulls out the old celebration from DK Metcalf from two years ago. Pissing in the end zone. I still love you, Elijah Moore. It's freaking funny. They shouldn't have penalized you. I want to say some things, but I can't because I'm in public right now. But uh, screw those guys is all I'm really going to say about that. But either way, the kicker still got to make that kick. If it was me, like in the NFL, they make they kick that further back field goal, not like in college where it's a little closer. I would make my guys practice kicking from there. Practice practice the long ones. Practice uh, the long ones because if you're up close, man, just bang that bad boy through you like you're kicking a long field goal. Yeah. Either way. But he it, gets up, clanks iron, we lose. Everybody makes fun of it. Oh, Ole Miss and Piss. Uh. Congratulations, guys. Y'all are so original. But either way. It was sad to see. Uh, I was rooting for him. But Master Roshi, I got you. Thank you for that, Joel. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting on him to see it. Um, uh, but also, for a, I'm sorry to butt in again. Are you all right? We fired Matt Luke the other day because of what happened. And it's not – they're saying it's, oh, they should have kept him. Some of the players are upset. The players should be upset – that they're not put in a better position to win, be better. This is one of the – it is the most competitive conference in the country. You can't get no better than the SEC. You're sitting in the middle of it. Yeah, you played competitive ball all year long, but guess what you didn't do? You didn't get the wins you needed to. We should have won four games that we lost at the end, four. One of them being um, Auburn, another one being Mizzou, like Cal, Memphis. Look, we'd be sitting at – Eight and what three, whatever. But guess what? Coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't do it. Coaching staff really screwed the pooch on this one. Um, like I said, we, the, the the coaching search is on, so now I can join my friend here looking for a head coach. You want to join me? Uh, Florida State got trounced by the Gators, unfortunately. He was talking to Cash. That. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> you got to. That's, that's what it's all about. Uh, Florida finally getting a win in the swamp against the Seminoles this decade. Congratulations. Uh, but the big story out of that is Florida State still looking for a head coach. Uh, probably not going to find one anytime soon. Who would want that job? I'd take it. About 600 bucks a week. Six, that's enough to live off of. Yeah. We good. It's about what you I'm can doing. live in the dorms, too. That's what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Living, living <laughs> in the dorms. You know, real fun stuff. And uh, I'd spend all my money on assistants. I'd have crab legs. And yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all my players would have free crab legs every night if they wanted them. Uh, brought to you by Publix. Cackling uh, fuel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So Florida State looking for a coach. Matt Luke looking for a job. Ole Miss looking for a coach. Uh, I do hear Willie Taggart is in talks with. The University of South Florida. I was about to say, if you was about to say, I was about to knock you out of the chair. <laughs> no, not Ole Miss. University of South Florida, his old job. So maybe Greg Schiano will have a buddy that goes back to another new old job, new old school, new old coach. Who knows? But uh, We're going to get in some championship week talk. Uh, starting off, the uh, championship weekend is actually uh, number five Utah taking on number 13 Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, this Friday. This Friday night. December 6th. In uh, Santa Clara, California. Um, 
This is going to be the spoiler for the Oregon Ducks. They they want to ruin the Utah Utes' chance of making it in because it, as, as it sits right now, Utah's already beat them, or you know, Utah's sitting ahead of them. So if they don't beat them, they're get, you know they're gonna get smacked U- around. Utah has a very high percentage chance of getting into the playoffs if they win this game. Oh yes, most definitely. If Utah wins this game. It, like I said, I, I don't know what the exact number is, but I know it's very high that they make it into this, and it will be the was it the first time that the Pac-12's made it in? Pac-12 ain't made it into a playoff yeah. yet. Oh yeah, Oregon made it in first year. Beat Florida that, State. They beat. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, James Winston. Was that Mariota? Drop back and dropped the ball behind him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking around remember. like, where'd it go? Well, they've been unheard of for a while because the Pac-12 sucks. Pac-12, you know. Yes, it does. You know it. <laughs> Ish. Uh, early Saturday morning. You going to wake up for that one? <laughs> yeah, I have to. <laughs> I have my daughter. She usually wakes me up at 7.30. <laughs> you be, you be, you be well into your day by the time this game kicks off. I'd be wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> we have the Baylor Bears taking on the Oklahoma Sooners in Arlington, Texas. Um, the first time these guys met, it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Baylor jumped out to a huge 28-0 lead. Um, Oklahoma storms back after halftime and pulls off the, you know, improbable win. The largest comeback in Oklahoma school history. And Oklahoma been playing foosball for a long time, but they've also been very good, so they never really had to come back like that before. But um, this don't call it a comeback. <laughs> it, this should be another exciting game. Um, Charlie Brewer and the Baylor Bears are looking to get some get back. They are looking to spoil Oklahoma because as it sits, Oklahoma's sitting at six. If Utah loses and Georgia loses, hello, Oklahoma. You're in there. Very good chance of that happening like for the Sooners if those teams lose. There are so many things that could happen and get these boys into into the jet. It's, it's wide open right now. Yeah, it's nothing set no, in stone to saying, hey, these guys are Nobody in. knows who's going to be in the playoffs until – all these conference championship games are played, and then you'll have a better idea. Oh, yeah. But you still don't know if there's a close win or if this team barely loses and this team wins, you know, heavily. You don't know what the playoff committee is going to do. Nobody does. Those guys are whack jobs. (laughs) And next we have uh, Louisiana. Raging Cajuns taking on the Appalachian State, whoever they are. (laughs) But uh, Appalachian State is uh, one of the – Higher, higher ranked non-power five in the in the country. Uh, they've actually been inside the top twenty-five a couple times this year. Um, I think they probably. Should, I think they're actually going to win this game. It's going to. It should be a close game though, because Louisiana ain't a slouch in their you know in their division. So it'll be a really good game to watch for you guys that like watching the smaller games. The Raging Cajuns have been a staple in the Sun Belt Championship game. For a while. For a while. It seems like every year, every other year, you turn that game on. If you turn it on, I usually do. Uh, it seems like every time you turn it on, they're in the game. And sometimes they're playing another team from Louisiana. But uh, I think App State still keeps their Cinderella season going, pushing through, winning a winning a good game against their – Raging Cajuns. And the next game we have lined up is actually, uh, I think Memphis and Cincinnati played last week. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a uh, a good one. 
Got a visitor. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? All right. Good. All right. We'll get him over here as soon as yeah. we get on that. Oh, nice. Nice. We just had one of the uh, owners of uh, Flowbama Bart Davis cover <laughs> give us a shout real quick. But uh, this uh, this this is an actual preview. Our, this is a part new rematch from last week. Uh, Cincinnati traveling to Memphis and taking on the Memphis Tigers uh, with Memf- Memphis prevailing 34 to 24. Now, this game is going to be played. Uh, where are they say games we played at? Memphis, Tennessee, the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. Really? They're getting it two times in one? Man, <laughs> them boys didn't even have to pack up and go home. No, they stayed the week. They in stayed Memphis. the week. Hope, they got them some good barbecue in them. <laughs> hope, they, hope they missed the great parts of town and stayed on Bill Street. Uh, well, that, that's still not all that great. I can tell you because I'm from there. <laughs> But uh, Memphis should prevail in that one, and uh, hard to beat a team twice, Kenneth. Well, that team's really good. They are. They, they, they are. are really, Mem- really Memphis well. Memphis has a really good team this year. Two really good and running backs for Memphis. Who knows where Mike Norville's going to be at the end of the season? Oh yes. Some people are saying Ole Miss. Some people are saying Florida State. I wouldn't mind being him down in down in Oxford. He I'm, knows the area. He knows the recruiting trail. I'm saying he's not going to be in Memphis. Uh, Most definitely, he's he's too good of a coach. Um, this will be Memphis's best year ever. If I'm not not mistaken, they'll, if they if they win this game, they'll move to twelve and one. Yeah. Look at for a really good bowl game, um, and they'll be looking to make some noise in that as well. And I've also uh, seen a picture. I don't know if it's true or not, but it said Mike Norville when he was in college. Uh, apparently, he went to Central Arkansas, played wide receiver. It's like the all-time leading receiver for the school in history. And uh, had some sweet cornrows. So I'll have to look that up because that's funny. <laughs> I've seen this guy before, so that's really funny. Uh, moving into the next game, the game that everybody around here doesn't want to hear about, but it's too bad because, you know, we do this show and not you. <laughs> Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs taking on the LSU Tigers in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, not the Dome like some people think about here in Atlanta or there in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, it is. A, it's kind of of a Dome. Eh. It's got a removable roof. Eh. Uh, it's massive. If you haven't been by and seen it, uh, just drive by. Take a, <laughs> take a gander. <laughs> Don't wreck looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be looking at it for a minute because it's huge. Um, the Georgia Bulldogs coming into this, um, not looking too good. Um, I have not seen an impressive game for them in, in quite a while um, from really not playing that great. And they're coming into the buzzsaw known as the LSU Tigers. Um, LSU has one of the most potent offenses in the country uh, with the Heisman hopeful Joe Burrow, <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilar running the rock behind him with the staple of wide receivers that he also uh, has. Arguably one of the best receiving cores in college football. I mean, those, those guys, I mean, look at – Look at Thaddeus Moss. He catches stuff that's way Randy out of bounds. Randy Moss's son. Way out of bounds, and he grabs it. Yeah, even so, though he steps out and comes back. Oh, my bad. Uh, we ain't going to talk about that. There's still people who don't want to. <laughs> but uh, I think LSU absolutely destroys it is, Georgia in this game. The line is seven points. Take LSU in the points. I, I told a buddy of mine at work today, he's a huge LSU fan. Huge. I told him. With the way Jake Fromm's been playing and the way LSU's defense has been playing, 
it would not surprise me. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it would not surprise me if LSU's defense accounted for two or three touchdowns on the day. Whose defense? LSU's. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> LSU's defense, come. they're going to be bringing the heat because Jake Fromm has been playing like hot garbage. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if I, it could. if I watch this game and LSU takes two or three interceptions to the house or a fumble or two or whatever, I'm not going to be surprised because it all depends on DeAndre Swift and if he's healthy and if he's playing. If he's healthy and he plays good, Georgia stands a better chance, but they're not going to, you know, that's not going to launch them over the top. Oh, yeah. If he plays and he's hurt, LSU is going to bang into him every chance they get. Big hits, big shots anytime you can. If he doesn't play, I'm sorry, LSU. You should have – I'm sorry, Georgia. You should have stayed at home because LSU is going to walk over you. This is – I'm no, I'm no expert, but I would call this one of the better locks that you could pick up. LSU's just going to dominate these kids, or they should. Yeah. Everybody has a bad game. Shit happens. But LSU as it sits right now, I, LSU should steamroll Georgia. LSU has the worst game from every single player on their roster, top to bottom. They could still win. <laughs> they, they can still win. I was going to say they lose, but okay, they can yeah, still they win. They can still win. Like I said, Georgia has a lot of players that are out. They have a lot of players that are hurt. Not giving them any excuses or anything, but LSU is just hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. Like, there's no slowing it down. Um, quickly going to hit on some other games. Uh, Hawaii and Boise State playing in the Mountain West. Uh, Boise State should win that game, even though Hawaii is having a really good season. Uh, number 23, Virginia. Taking on number three Clemson and uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Clemson of twenty-eight point five. Virginia point. having a really nice season, but it's too bad they got to play Clemson because they about to spank that ass. Yeah, Bryce Perkins, uh, Virginia's quarterback, doing great things this year. Too bad the championship games against Clemson and not Florida State because uh, Virginia's already beat Florida State one this year. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and the, another big one, the night game, night cap, is uh, number one Ohio State taking on number eight Wisconsin in Indianapolis, Indiana, Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, look for the number one team in the country, air quotes, to do what they do and beat the brakes off the Badgers because the Badgers are not built to stop a spread offense whatsoever. Uh, their defense is going to get worn down. Their offense is going to get pounded into the ground because all they want to do is run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. Which, again, given, that's what they do. Again? And again. And again. Okay. Well, <laughs> and, and then you got, you know, why Army and Navy play every every year this time of year. It's not a conference championship. They're both independents, I believe. And Yep. Let's always, go Army. They always tear up the field for the Eagles before they play on it, usually. Yeah, all that all that ground game just turning it up. Uh, it just tears up the field. <laughs> Go Army! So my my Eagles have terrible turf to play on the next. There's day. a lot of good games for you guys to look forward to this week. We are going to slide into the NFL section of the show. Um, a lot of good games this past week. Probably going to be sliding over a lot of these pretty uh, quickly. Yeah, pretty quickly. One and two because some of these games. Uh, don't really matter because teams are out of the playoffs, and that's what we're looking forward to now in the NFL. Yeah, we're getting closer to the playoffs, and the playoff hunt is heating up for quite a few teams. Like the Atlanta Falcons have been eliminated. So if we talk about them, it'll be, hey, they got beat. Yeah, the, uh, (laughs) the Bengals still stand a chance. 
of getting the number one pick. Exactly. Um, uh, that's their that's their win this year. Is getting <laughs> the number one overall pick and spending it on Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thursday night last week was the Chicago Bears versus Duh, the Bears. Detroit Lions. I thought for sure Detroit was going to win this game just because oh, of Turkey Day. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, and it's on Thanksgiving, and miracles happen on Thanksgiving in Detroit. Yeah, but guess what? Mitch Trubisky missed nine passes the entire day. Threw three touchdown passes, too. So, uh, Trubisky showed up. Showed out. And the Bears won by four. Still surprising on how much Bo Scarborough is running the ball, especially against the Bears' defense. Bo Scarborough should be playing on somebody else's team. He shouldn't have been on the practice squad waiting to get a spot. Just letting you know. Yeah, and he – He's a big guy. He's either going to get a contract with the Lions to stay or he's going to get signed. He's going to get on with somebody. By another team. Yeah. Uh, the big big guy for Detroit that game was Kenny Galladay, though. Four receptions for 154 or 158 yards. Sorry. Really and good day. One touchdown. So, yeah, great game from him. But, like we said, eh. It's the Bears and the Lions. Oh, yeah. Next game uh, on Thanksgiving Day was the Bills and the Cowboys. Everybody expected this to be a huge shootout. Uh, both teams playing really well, eh, what they said. Uh, Bills going into Jerry, well, Jerry World, putting in work, getting the win, 26-15. to 15. Uh, Dax Prescott had another huge day statistically. Um, Zeke Elliott really not – Really, he, he his stats look good, but you need him to take decent. over. Yeah, he's yeah. not taking over games. They're trying he to need, they're trying to needs, run that offense through Dak Prescott, and it's not winning ball games for him. It's you know making Dak look good. Yeah, but it's not winning football games. Uh, look, Zeke had 137 yards total on the day, but he had 12 rushes. They they ran 19 times the whole game. What have we been talking about all year long? Run the rock. Yeah. You got to run it to get it to get run there. Run the damn ball. Yeah. Um, uh, the Bills, though, Cole Beasley, a homecoming of sorts, coming to face, him. coming started. to face his former team, and Cole Beasley threw up six receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown. And after the game, I don't know if you saw this. After the game, him and Dak Prescott met on the field. They were hugging it out. Cole Beasley looked him in the face. He didn't ask. He said, give me your jersey now. Dak Prescott's like, okay. Okay, Daddy. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> sure, why not? So, Cole Beasley took Dak Prescott's jersey for that game and uh, went on his merry way with a 9-3 and three team who is, you know. They're sitting in the five spot currently in the playoff picture. Because the Patriots are sitting number two. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, they have a very good chance of making it into the wild card in the AFC. And even though the Dallas Cowboys have lost their last two games, guess what? They're still tied for first. Are they not? In uh, y'all's division? In the NFC East, that's open for grabs. And the NFC East is so open that the Washington Redskins could still make the playoffs. Which would be absolute disaster. Just, just let that simmer for a minute. Yeah. While we talk about the Saints and the Falcons, uh, Saints beat the Falcons to clinch their third straight NFC South title. Uh, what about Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill's a do-it-all guy. Blocking punts, catching touchdowns. Throwing touchdowns, throwing, running touchdowns. Throwing touchdowns, blocking. running touchdowns. Uh, any team would be dumb to not want Taysom Hill on their team because the guy just says, what do I need to do? Put me out there, coach. 
Why can't I play quarterback? No, you can. You can. <laughs> yeah, you can, sir. You can. Go you out can. Eat all the popcorn you want. Yeah, go out there and do it. Uh, so, so he yes. Is, he's probably one of the best athletes in the NFL. I, I would not agree. I mean, I wouldn't disagree. I, would <laughs> I was like, agree. what? Uh, I wouldn't say he's one of the baddest white boys to ever play in the NFL. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Because that's Christian McCaffrey, according to Gerald McCoy. And we'll get to him here in a minute. But uh, he's, a, he's a darn good one. Well, the Saints getting some revenge of the loss that they had to the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Uh, Saints taking care of business, 28 or 26 to 18. Sorry, reading numbers backwards. Uh, moving in the next game, uh, the doo-doo bowl of the week. Uh, the Jets versus the Bengals. Bengals finally get a win. That's that's all you got to say about yeah, this. Yeah, Bengals win. But having the Jets lost to both O and whatever teams. Yeah, first first team in NFL history to win or to lose to two winless teams in a year. They they lost to the Dolphins, who were O and whatever, and the Bengals, who were O and eleven. But they they give their their opponents wins, and they really don't need to. Um, Moving to the next game, which would be my boys, the Tennessee Titans, going to Indianapolis and proverbially getting the monkey off their back, beating the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Know they've been a thorn in our side for the last freaking 10 years. I actually Um, had a guy at work the other day ask me, Titans Titans beat the Colts? Finally? I said, yeah, the Titans Titans finally beat the Colts, man. Like I said, on this day – the game started out, I was like, man, this is going to be another freaking shit show. Yeah, I figured First carry of the fast. game, Derrick Henry breaks the run off to the left, gets about 12 yards, and whoops, Butterfingers, throws the ball on the ground, and that's what I was sitting there thinking. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. We're going to start this freaking game off that we need to win with a freaking turnover. Of course, Colts go down to score. We get the ball back. We do come back and score against them, um, so it didn't – it didn't hurt at the time, but it really did because when you're playing a divisional opponent like that, you want to you want to hit them in the mouth early and let them know you're there and you're not going anywhere. Um, we had an Adam Humphrey score, uh, 13-yard strike from Ryan Tannehill. Um, and right before, like I said, midway through the second quarter, Adam Vinatieri hit a field goal. Since we're talking about Adam Vinatieri, this kid had a terrible day. And I call him kid, but he's really not. He's old as shit. Adam Vinatieri really did not have a good day, uh, but um, before we get to all they're that, just, they're just holding on to Vinatieri. Yeah, till the end of they the get, year. they're giving him the nostalgia look, saying, "Hey, here's your last ride home because your ass is gone." Um, had uh, Naheem Hines scored a one-yard touchdown after halftime, uh, bringing the lead for the Indianapolis Colts to 17 to seven. And like I said, I was not too enthused at this point in time. I was like, "Man, this sucks." Something, you know, something's got to give. We've got to do something. Um, we get going. Derrick Henry gets a 13-yard touchdown run. They try to drag him down, and he just kind of, like, just flicks people as he's running around, and you see him spinning in the end zone. It, you know, and he he is one of the hottest running backs in the league. Or he is the hottest running back in the league. He has more rushing yards than anybody over the last couple weeks. Uh, the Titans have gotten him going, and he is continuous. He has continuously done what the Tennessee Titans have asked him to do, which is just absolutely bully people. Oh, yeah. Uh, He had uh, 26 carries on the day for 149 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tannehill on the day only missed five passes. Uh, He did have the fumble where he was sacked from behind. 
Uh, he was 17 to 22 for 182 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he is leading this team where most people would have given up. Um, they were two and four, not looking good, hadn't scored any points. He comes in and uh, over the last six games, we are five and one. Uh, we are currently tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the uh, playoff race. Uh, we do not play Pittsburgh, so we're going to need some help from some other teams to helpfully knock one of them off because we also uh, <laughs> not going to play the Bills again. <laughs> do you need to call Cleveland and ask them to call Steelers' opponents coming up? Kind of give yeah. them some techniques for knocking them out of the race. They're going to have to do something for us because right now with the, schedule, the with the schedule we have ahead, we have uh, this week we're traveling to Oakland. Oakland is still kind of sort of in the playoff hunt, uh, even though they did take a divisional loss. Uh, we have the Houston Texans coming up twice. We are we are like a half game or something behind them. We play them twice, so we can take over the divisional lead and make the playoff as you know a top four seed. Um, but like I said, we also have the Saints, a really good team. So we're gonna have to we're really gonna have to be on it. Uh, we will finish the season on the, on the road against the Texans, which will probably be a win and end situation. Um, hopefully, we can get it done. But uh, moving on, the next game. You want to talk about your boys? Who the who wants to talk about them? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles and Miami Dolphins. Whoop you do! Uh, Dolphins win 37-31. Uh, I'm not wearing any Eagles gear. They suck. Not wearing any Seminoles gear. They suck. I am. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, y'all got to win. That's great for y'all. Whoop you do! <laughs> uh, I don't get this Philadelphia Eagles team. You're up. 21 to 14 at halftime, and you come out, and all you want to do is throw the ball. You don't run the ball. You had 19 carries on the day, two running backs, 92 yards, no Miles touchdowns. Miles Sanders did good for me. Miles Sanders did pretty good, but for the most part, you know you don't have enough wide receivers to make a full team in the NFL, you're but right. yet you're still trying to throw the ball. And this is only the things Philadelphia can do. Just uh, yesterday, I believe it was, they release a wide receiver. So you already don't have enough. Yeah. You got guys hurt. You get Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar back, whoop de doo. But now you go and re- release a receiver. You're not signing any. No. So you're not getting better. You're only getting worse. Uh, but Philadelphia, I mean, they looked. They look like Philadelphia for most of the game. Oh, Fitz Magic. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick's just tearing <laughs> them up. Uh, Devontae Parker the had seven. One. Devontae Parker had seven receptions for 159 yards and two touchdowns. Those two touchdown passes wasn't easy ones. They weren't like wide open. I'm just gonna grab this. They're like, guy on my back, toes in the end zone. Moss. Three years or three yards out of bounds. <laughs> gonna grab that. Uh, it was so bad for Philadelphia that uh, the the kicker or the punter or whatever for uh, the punter for Miami threw a touchdown pass to the kicker. Getting it in, son. Hey, them boys, they, them boys was about it. I watched this game, by the way. They they wanted it. They wanted that game. And they got it. Yeah. They, they got it. Uh, came back, like I said, being down 21-14 at halftime and 137-31. to 31. So, Philadelphia setting it second place in the NFC East. Uh, thankfully, the Cowboys suck just as much as us, and it's wide open. Do I think Philadelphia's going to make it into the playoffs? 
No. They could. They got. They're getting healthy. They could. Yeah. They, they're getting healthy. Er. Yeah. Uh, they're getting something. I'm getting healthier because I'm not drinking at the moment. <laughs> they want you to drink though. Yeah. They want to make you drink. Sorry. They're, they're testing my patience. But enough about them. Who cares? Moving also, uh, Michael Tribble says Tannehill for MVP. That's not going to happen. But comeback player of the year? Yes, 100. percent right, Moving on. Green Bay versus New York Giants. Green Bay demolished the Giants. Uh, 31-13, again, another game where Saquon Barkley cannot get over 100 yards on the ground. Uh, but he's still turning out points for everybody. They're, they're trying, just not doing anything for yeah, their team. He's <laughs> turning out fantasy points, yeah. But uh, he's not doing anything spectacular like he should be doing. And Danny Dimes will possibly be out of this next game, so we get oh, he pretty much Eli is. Manning and, is back. And that's against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Booyah, son. That's why I think Philadelphia is going to lose that game because Eli's going to be back. And he's like, yeah, I'm Eli I've been riding the bench for freaking nine weeks. It's time to tear it up. So, yeah. So, uh, Green Bay looking great. Uh, Another the, one of the top seeds in in the in the NFC. The NFC is looking really really strong, uh, even though some 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 teams have had games where they didn't look too well. But guess what? They're still the top teams. They're going to have that from time to time. Packers looking really really good. I've I've enjoyed watching them play. Yeah, looking good at a good time of the year. Yes. Uh, next we have the Cleveland Browns. Traveling to Pittsburgh, taking on the Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, getting a little get back, I guess you could say, from getting domed. Yeah, (laughs) you know, they wanted to make a statement this game that their heads weren't bashed in with helmets. Uh, Yeah, Uh, the Duck Delvin Devlin Hodge comes in, gets the win. Um, Like I said, this game was basically a shit show. <laughs> not not fun to watch. Like I said, and I mean, like the Steelers are in the playoff hunt. Um, I I don't see how they keep coming up with wins, but you know, hey, great coach Tomlin. Tomlin is doing what he's supposed to do. He's coaching his boys up. He's getting them in a position to win ball games. Uh, hopefully, we get some people to smack them around. I know. I hope they got the pit. Or I hope they got the Baltimore Ravens coming up soon, so they can beat the crap out of them. Do me a solid. Appreciate you. Uh, moving on, we got the uh, Washington Redskins taking on the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers again losing at home. Yeah, no. Well, I didn't see this coming. Uh, Redskins. 29, yeah, nobody saw this yeah, coming. Redskins twenty-nine, Panthers twenty-one. Darius guys for the Skins had ten carries for one hundred and twenty-nine yards and two touchdowns. Uh, single-handedly beat me in one of my fantasy leagues. Uh, so thanks for that. What about that backup running back though? Uh, Mr. Adrian Peterson, old father time, 13 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, old still, man is still, still getting, getting, it, still getting done. it done. Uh, can you really call him the backup running back, though? He had, he had more carries. So. Well, because uh, they were already winning. <laughs> yeah, Darius guys just got it done, you know, a little bit better because he's young and youthful. The, but, uh, the Carolina Panthers have got to find a way to utilize their their MVP, which is Christian McCaffrey. 14 carries for 44 yards, 3.1 average. It's not that good. And they're hoping they're going to find that way by getting a new head coach because they fired they did Riverboat fire, Ron. Yep, they fired Ron Rivera, so the Carolina Panthers are looking for a new coach. Um he, was, he did get into his press conference and actually let him have the press conference, and he talked a little shit, saying, hey, I came to this terrible team, I turned them around. Three consecutive NFC South championships. You know, y'all didn't do that before I got here. Ain't nobody done it in that division. He goes, I did that. 
you know, puffed his chest. Saying, yeah, I may have got fired, but guess what? I got mine. Yeah. You know, he's he's, he's gonna, a good coach. He's going to make a hell of a defensive coordinator for Yes, somebody. he is. That's what he was before he came to this. Yeah. So, so like I said, Ron Rivera will have another job. Um, kind of sucks that they did fire him, but like I said, their team's been riddled with injuries all year long. Um, I think it was Greg Olson getting another concussion this week. Um, so, like I said, good luck to Ron, and, you know, hopefully the Panthers figure something out. I'll cover this next one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-11. to uh, Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, no interceptions this game, did have a fumble. Uh, of so, course he turned the ball over. So, no interceptions, but he was 21 of 33 for 268. Uh, big, big news from this is Nick Foles getting benched and Gardner Minshew coming back in uh, to salvage, if you will, uh, the game for the Jaguars. Uh, it was a terrible game. It was a terrible game, both sides. Yeah, it was uh, – the Jaguars looked lost. It wasn't fun to watch. The Jaguars uh, looked lost. Yeah. Nick Foles had more turnovers than Jameis Winston. It's crazy so, you can go from 3-13 and 13 to 4-8. and eight. So, yeah. So, he was benched. And, uh, and, yeah, that's about all for that. The next game is the game of the week. It was the 49ers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Fun to watch. Fun, Exactly. Very fun to watch. Uh, you had uh, – Upcoming MVP, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's got to win it. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, nobody's hanging with him. He's just that good. Uh, yeah. I enjoy watching him play. Um, it's just hard to have an answer for him. Yeah, had 105 through the air and 101 on the ground. Uh, didn't have a – didn't throw an interception or anything, but had a touchdown through the air and a touchdown rushing. Uh, sacked one time. It's hard to sack that guy. He moves around, especially in those conditions. It was rainy. Oh, that wet. game was freaking it, – it's a runner's dream. To oh, play. yeah. So, that's yeah. why – it, Bal- it was perfect for them. Yeah, Baltimore has multiple running backs. So, they were able to just grind it out on the ground for the most part. Lamar Jackson had 16 carries. Mark Ingram had 15. Gus Edwards had six carries. So but neither was, one of them were the leading rushers of the game. No, Lamar Jackson was the leading rusher. No, uh, I'm talking about the game. Oh, of the game, no, that was Raheem Mostert for the San Francisco Forty Nineers. Looked real good. Uh, really I was needed, impressed with watching him run against that Baltimore defense. Really needed Tevin Coleman to do Tevin Coleman do something for me, but uh, didn't really work out. I guess I'd be okay with Raheem Mostert. I figured there'd have been a few more sacks in this game, but like I said, they only threw the ball a total of forty-four times. Yeah. So well, I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> really looking forward to that. But like I said, it was a really exciting game for those people that actually did watch it. Uh, Baltimore sitting in the number one seed now in the AFC with the with the uh, defending world champions actually losing. Um, next game we have the Rams traveling to Arizona. Beating up on the Cardinals. Uh, Jared Goff, 32-43, 424 yards, two touchdowns. Those are the numbers you're supposed to have when you have that many passes. Yeah. Temps, because they're not really running the ball that much. But they did give Gurley some touches. He almost had 20. He almost had 100 yards. He had a touchdown. Had a touchdown. If so, they could keep that up, this is the kind of football you want to play going into the playoffs. This, this is the Rams team that everybody thought they had at the beginning of the season. It's too bad they did it against the Arizona 3-8 and eight Cardinals. They waited until late in the year to show up and it's I'm not going to say it's too late for them but uh, it's not too late but they they have a lot of work to do yeah uh, next we got the Chargers and the Broncos 
two of the bottom dwellers of that freaking division. Even though the Titans did lose to the Broncos, couldn't score a freaking point. Don't know if you watched this game. Uh, it was it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, wasn't anything showy. Wasn't anything flashy. Uh, Philip Rivers doing his thing. Twenty of twenty nine, two sixty five, and two touchdowns. Uh, Melvin Gordon almost almost breaking the hundred yard mark. Twenty for ninety nine. But the uh, the best thing was last last play, if you will. Uh, Broncos got the ball, needing to get down in field goal range. Just recovered onside kick. You know, Drew Locke drops back, just lets one rip Tater Chip, and the Chargers defender just absolutely runs right into the receiver, and then it's like, oh wait, where's the ball? And they throw a flag. And, you know, the ball. I don't think the receiver would have caught it. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, that that it was, was a, it was a little. I long. saw I saw that play. I, I wasn't watching that game, but I did see the play. I don't. But you got to look for the ball to know where it's. Refs refs threw the flag, got them into field goal oh, range. Oh, quickly! And Brandon McManus booted a, booted a 53 yarder to win the game. Uh, so uh, Philip Rivers was very upset. Uh, I'm sure he As said. He should. I'm sure he said some <laughs> words on the sideline that he we can't repeat. Well, we can't, and I'm sure he wouldn't repeat in front of his 17 kids. Oh. Uh, so imagine uh, having 17 kids. Potty mouth. I don't think he actually has 17. Close think, enough. I think it's like nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next game we have up on the docket is the Raiders traveling to Kansas City. Nothing to talk about. Because the Raiders absolutely suck. Yeah. And the Chiefs were a little pissed off. They beat the hell out of them. Yeah, beat them 40-9. to um, Ain't much you can really talk about. Threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown for Mahomes. You know, it's, you know the, the Oakland Raiders are falling apart at the seams. seams. They can't win a game on the road. Um, it's... But they're playing well at home, and the Tennessee Titans are coming in, and hopefully we break their little home streak they got going. Yeah. We need to we need to beat them to continuously with the playoff push. Like I said, with the Kansas City Chiefs, they have their division pretty much locked up because all the other teams are horrible. There is no chance for those guys to even make any noise. Okay. Uh, the next game, we have the uh, New England Patriots taking on the Houston Texans um, in Houston. Tom Brady and company came in and was looking to do some work. And, you know, the number, you know, they kind of looked bad, but he still had big numbers. Yeah. Uh, he was right around the 50% mark, which is a low for Tom Brady. And yeah. everybody knows him, knows he's above 65 or whatever it is. Yeah, it, like, it wasn't it's, a, a great showing. They still stayed in the game, still had chances to win. James White played phenomenal. Yeah, actually, actually played really well. Uh, Deshaun Watson just played better. Uh, threw for three touchdowns, had a touchdown reception on the day, uh, which was like a little, little flick of the wrist. You know, uh, well, the option play? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can say it was an option. It was an option. It was more of an option pass because Hopkins kind of tossed it forward. But he was behind the line of scrimmage, so it counted. He was. So <laughs> it was a pass. Uh, but, yeah, the Texans walk away with a 28-22 win in a game that – It was an exciting uh, game. It was. But I I won't say it's a signature win for the Texans this year. No. But it's a game that shows hey, – They can here, play with anybody. We're here to compete. Yeah, because the Patriots have a really, really, really good defense. Oh, they're 
They were ten and one going into this game. Yeah, they had now, one loss. Yeah, now they're ten and two. But like I said, both of their losses have come on the road. Yeah. So like I said, the Patriots aren't. They aren't. They are, they're not. You know, waning too much. Like I said, they get some wide receivers healthy. They get some more stuff with Tom Brady going. They're going to be fine. They're in the playoffs. They're not really worried about it because when it gets playoff time, they play playoff football, yeah, that's, which that's makes them the games, always dangerous. That's when the games matter when you're there. Oh yeah. Uh, going into the Monday night game was the Minnesota Vikings versus the Seattle Seahawks. Probably one of the wilder games of the weekend. It was crazy. But it was damn good, though. It was real good. I hated to see Dalvin Cook go down with the injury. What did they say was wrong with him? Uh, he was having chest problems during the week, and I think he fell wrong or something and aggravated his shoulder or his chest. Uh, from what I read, he says he's going to be fine, and he's going to come back this upcoming week. So Good. I need you. Making that playoff push, baby. Uh, the Seahawks getting into the end zone on a long touchdown pass and doing some dancing. That was that was nifty. I like that. Looking, looking like a old-school R&B group. <laughs> DK Metcalf had a really good day. Six catches for 75 yards. Hotty toddy, baby. Um, Chris Carson, 23 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Russell Wilson and company, they just they took care of business when they needed to. Um, it was really a slow going at first, and then, you know, after halftime, there was a lot of points scored, mostly by the Seahawks. Um, a lot by the Seahawks. Yeah, like I said, they went, they went, they went into halftime down by seven and then immediately scored 17 unanswered. They came back to win by seven. Yep. Like I said, it was a really good game all around. Um, like I said, it was really, it was actually just a really good week of football. If you pay attention to the, to the Thanksgiving games on into the, uh, you know, Monday night game, um, with some games coming up this this coming week, uh, we have the Bears traveling. I mean, we have the Cowboys traveling to the Bears tomorrow night. Uh, two teams sitting at the same. They're six and six, three and three at home, three and three away. So it's time. It's time for one of these teams to make that final push. There's only so many games left in the season. There's four, so they've got to make a push in one direction or the other. Yeah. So it's, it, this could be this and could tomorrow, be their push to the playoffs, or it could be pushed to the Tomorrow night, I'm going to have a fat mustache, a big cigar, and a couple of brats and stuff, some beers. Oh, you I'm, can't have beers. I'm going I'm, I'm to have one. I Root beer? It. Yeah. And I'm going to be saying, <laughs> duh, bears, the bears, the bears, the bears. And uh, hopefully the bears pull it out. And uh, the Cowboys lose because I dislike them very, very much. Uh, Sunday, you got Panthers and Falcons. Who knows what's going to happen in that? Which team's going to show up? Which team isn't? Uh, they're both doing pretty terrible uh, considering for who they are and what they have on their teams. Carolina's been playing better on the road than they have at home, so hopefully they'll continue that trend. Uh, hopefully, the, hopefully the Panthers can get back on, on track and get their interim coach a, a win. Uh, next, we have the Ravens and the Bills, which will probably be the game of the week because that's two really, At really Eastern strong field in Buffalo. Really strong AFC teams. Uh, the Ravens sitting at ten and two, and the Bills sitting at nine and three. Um, this is going to be a grinding game. There's going to be a lot of runs in this game. A lot uh, of both runs. Both defenses play really well. Both teams run really well. So I'm but excited to see what this is going to be. Both teams can actually sling it too. So that's very true. Uh, for me, I think it's going to be fun watching to see when those passes are executed because I believe it's going to be some big plays. Who you got? 
Uh, got your boy. You got the MVP. It's hard to go against Lamar Jackson this year. They've got something special working this year. That they do. The Ravens are playing phenomenal this time of year. Uh, the next game we have is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, the Cleveland Browns actually look like crap against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Bengals got their first win. They're trying to turn it into a win streak. Will you know Baker Mayfield and the bums? I mean the Browns. You know get something going again. Um, OBJ has been 10 consecutive games without 100 yards. Uh, he only has two touchdowns on the year. He's not he's not doing too well. I guess you could say a lot of yeah. a lot of grumbles in the media. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Pretty sure the Browns get the win at home. Uh, next game will be the Redskins traveling to Green Bay. You know it's always tough traveling to Green Bay. Especially um, when it's cold. Yeah, well, it's, it's really not going to be that cold. It's going to be 41 degrees. But still, it's getting playoff time. It's December football. Uh, and you know Aaron Rodgers is you know going to be Aaron Rodgers. They're clicking. Oh, yeah. The, the so. Green Bay Packers should win this game pretty easily. Uh, improving on their uh, on their seating in, in, the, in the NFC playoff race. Yep. Uh, next game is the Lions, Lions and the Vikings. And Vikings in Minneapolis. Uh, Davin Cook should be back. He's over a thousand yards for the season. Twelve touchdowns. Uh, it's Minnesota's thirteen point favorite. It's hard to be hard to bet against the Vikings at home versus a team in the Lions who may or may not be on their third or fourth quarterback. Uh, Coming up next would be the 49ers and the Saints. I think it's going to be a great Woo. game. It's Woo. it's going to be a good one. Uh, Saints are a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Which and the only reason why they're a favorite is they're playing at home. Yeah, and it surprises me that they're still a favorite. Yeah, with how good the 49ers with have been playing. How the Niners have played. That defense is going to give – Drew Brees and company problems. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be really paying attention to this game. I think our game's later in the day, so I'm not gonna be as glued to it. But I will be. I will definitely be checking because I have some players in this game, and I really hope they play well. Uh, Michael Thomas, a- the number one wide receiver in the NFL, hands down. Oh yeah. Um, like I said, with number the number what well, was number one NFC team in the 49ers coming in, it's gonna be an exciting game. Uh, like I said, it's. I think the 49ers are actually going to win just because of that defense. They're just so they're so fast. Yeah, they're fast and physical. Uh, and so they like they get their hands up too on the line. Drew Brees being a smaller quarterback, the line of sight is going to be key for him in this game. So it's going to be definitely one to watch. Uh, moving up to the MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, Dolphins and Jets. Uh, Will the Jets lose to the Dolphins again? I believe so. I think. Let's Ryan, go, Fitz Magic. I think Fitzpatrick pulls out another W for the Dolphins. Let's go, homie. Uh, Bearded. Heading over to Tampa. Banded. Heading heading down to Tampa Bay. Uh, the Colts coming into Raymond James Stadium to face the Buccaneers. Bucks are actually a two and a half point favorite in this. Colts win. Uh, I I would probably put. You know, my bet on the Colts also. I'm going to be a little pissed off about that ale they just took. Going to be mad. Uh, Definitely going to be mad. And going down, sunny, 79 degrees, playing outside. Light it up. Have fun. Light it up. Uh, Next game we have the Denver Broncos traveling to Houston, Texas, taking on the Houston Texans. 
Uh, Deshaun Watson and company playing really good right now. Uh, they're sitting at eight and four, five and one at home. So you know it's going to be tough for the Broncos to come in and get a win. Um, I do see the Texans improving to nine and four, keeping a stronghold on that division. Um, like I said, it's going to be it's going to be tough to stop them. Oh, yeah, uh, Drew definitely. Locke, if he could play like he did last week, they could possibly do something. But they're going to need that defense to step up because the Houston Texans are explosive. They are, and they can create big plays from uh, anywhere. Yeah, last week they showed it. Uh, Duke Johnson had some had some good carries. Uh, Carlos, good catches too. Carlos Hyde had some good touches. Uh, so it's just one of those games where I think they're going. Broncos are going to be a little. Too overmatched. Oh to do yeah. Anything. Uh, next game we have on the docket is the uh, San Diego or L.A. Chargers. Sorry, I always want to slip up and say San Diego, but Los we got the Chargers traveling to Jacksonville. Uh, you know we got the big time change in this one. Uh, both teams ain't about crap. Uh, Philip Rivers. This is his last tour in L.A. There's no way he comes back next year. Thanks, gone. I think there's a chance he can stay. I, I just he just needs to go somewhere where he has a chance. He's not going to win anything in, in L.A. I just don't see it. But I do see the the L.A. Chargers getting the win on the road against the Jaguars. Uh, next game is uh, my boys, the Tennessee Titans, traveling to Oakland, California, taking on the Oakland Raiders. Um, hot hand being Derrick Henry in the backfield. Uh, should be a superb game for him. Uh, but the Raiders' defense is still pretty stout. They, they're 5-1 and one at home. They're 6-6, six six, if that tells you anything. Yeah. Um, the Decent Titans sitting team. at seven five. We're three and three on the road, so we're eh, even kill on the road. But we got to turn that around now. Uh, we are we are needing to make this as the playoff push. It's supposed to be raining in this game, sitting around sixty degrees. Hopefully that plays into our hand uh, with the play action boots with uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry getting loose. I'm about to say play action. <laughs> Who needs play action when you can just hand it to Derek Henry and let him rumble? That is also true. I pl- I'm playing the season. Play. Well, shut up. <laughs> he fumbles on the first play. I'm driving to your house <laughs> and I'm dead legging you. Like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go live on that video. I'm driving to Josh's house right now. It's going to kick in the door and then, wham! <laughs> Don't kick it in. Just knock. I'll let you in. I'll take it. I'm a man. I'm but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Tennessee Titans, they go on the road and get this win. We really need it to make this playoff push that is in front of us. Uh, the next game we have is the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Foxborough, taking on the New England Patriots. We have a New England Patriot fan sitting right up front here. Um, <laughs> uh, the Kansas City Chiefs coming in, they just had the big blowout win over the Raiders, but it is the Raiders, so it's really not saying too much. And the Patriots did come off an, a loss. So you have they a did. big win and a you know kind of a big loss because that's a playoff team they just lost to. It is, and Tom Brady does not like to lose. And Tom Brady's not playing well currently. Ah, he's still Tommy terrific, though. Oh, yeah. He, like I said, he's not playing this like lights out like the Tommy we're used to. He's playing good enough to win. He, his his completion percentage is around the 50, somewhere in the 50s. It's not really high. He's playing well enough to win games. They're sitting at 10-2. and two. You know, they're 5-0 and oh at home. He's playing good enough to win games, and that's all they have to do. They, they can play playoff football all year long. It's just got to be play good enough to win. That's true, but besides Julian Edelman, who's he throwing the ball to? James White. James White's only on the field uh, 33% of the time. They That's got, also true. They've got other running backs. He's got Nikhil Harry. Burkhead. He's got Nikhil Harry. So he can he can throw the ball to him occasionally, but you don't have enough people to spread the ball through. <laughs> uh, do, do you think that the Patriots are going to try to bring in a wide receiver? 
Are they going to try to talk Gronk into coming out of retirement? Gronk's not going to be able to come back because he had until November 30th to decide, and he said no. So that's out of the question. What about Antonio Brown? They're definitely not going to bring back Antonio Brown. He did send him a message saying, hey, come pick me up. Holla at your boy. I've sent numerous NFL teams messages telling them to sign me. <laughs> and I have not, re- not received a phone call yet. And I don't even need to. Can you act- catch the fade, though? I don't. I, I, hell, anybody can fade me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so we go, out to, we go out to the parking lot. I'll catch a fade real quick. <laughs> I'll catch a fade wherever they want me to. But uh, could they sign Des Bryant? Possibly. Do I think that's a, a New England Patriots move, though? Is that a Band-Aid? No, it's not a Patriots move. The Patriots know what they have in-house. They know the guys that they have. So the guys that they have are the guys that Bill Belichick wants there and that supports their culture. So I'm, the New England Patriots, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, but I respect what they have in New England because they have a totally different culture, a totally different it's a totally different way of life there. Way of exactly, <laughs> and New England knows the players they have to have to win. Like I said earlier, name Brady's receivers this year: Julian Edelman, and then after that, it's running backs and Nikhil Harry, who hasn't been playing all year. He hasn't played all year. He's got three tight ends that who know. One of them was Ryan Izzo. Is he still on the team? I don't know. Probably not, because he's a Florida State kid. So I knew that. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady finds ways to win, though. He finds ways to get into the playoffs, and in the playoffs where he does his damage. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, I see the Patriots coming out and winning this game because the Kansas City Chiefs defense just ain't about nothing. They're not that great. I, 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 Sonny Michelle should have a good day. Um, along with Julian Elderman, he should have a good day. But it's going to, like I said, it's – I just don't think they're going to be lighting it up the way Kansas City's supposed to light it up. It may be a high-scoring game. It may change my mind. I just don't see it really happening because, like I said, the, the Patriots defense won't get some get-back from losing yeah, last I, week. I think both teams are scoring the 30s, but I think New England is scoring the high 30s and Kansas City is scoring the low 30s. Like I, said, I, I think the New England Patriots get this win at home, uh, send the Kansas City Chiefs packing with a loss. Who we got, Pats fan? There you go. I like that. Uh, number three reasons <laughs> Andy Reid. Uh, <laughs> Big Red's been known to blow some games in his days. He's going to have the Waffle House menu on deck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, know, I know exactly. Uh, I know exactly how it is for Big Red to blow five straight NFC Championship games. <laughs> and apart from that, you know, it's Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> good Still record. good. Still good. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo will be the only challenge that you have 
Yes, Josh Allen's getting better. Oh, yeah. You want that first round by anyways. That's when the cold weather kicks in. <laughs> I like that. I like You're it. You're originally like from it. Massachusetts, aren't you? <laughs> oh, okay. Close, Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> God sent, like everybody else says. Oh, he's. I've I've always told people, watching Tom Brady play is a privilege, and people don't realize that right now. It's, I've got to watch him play twice. <laughs> oh, he most definitely is, and he's got the stats to prove it. Yeah, he got he's got the rings to prove it. So you are definitely correct, sir. It's, it's hard to argue Tom Brady being the goat. Oh yeah, and you know. We'll, He, he enjoys playing the game of football. Yeah. Surprised he ain't got a concussion off that. <laughs> He's definitely a gamer for sure. It's been like I said, I've, I've I've had the privilege to watch him play twice, and it's crazy about his pocket awareness and just how he gets the ball in and out. Just just so smooth, it's unreal. And only having one major injury then in his whole career. You're very correct. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's them having that relationship for this long just makes them better together but we appreciate you coming out tonight and joining us uh hang around when we're done with this and we'll have a little chat with you yeah we'll like to get to know you a little bit better uh moving into the next game we have the pittsburgh steelers traveling to arizona taking on the arizona cardinals uh arizona cardinals have one of the better rookies in the league in kyler murray but it's not turning out the way they wanted it to kyler murray is the leading rusher for them which is not what you want you not don't good. want your rookie quarterback number one overall pick to be your number one rusher along with being your top quarterback unless he's just absolutely lightening it up unless but he's, he's not he's got 400 yards unless he's lamar miller i mean lamar, lamar jackson. jackson yeah jackson. <laughs> you know 12 games in you have 400 yards rushing that's not that's not what you want but uh the pittsburgh steelers coming off the win against the cleveland browns uh pittsburgh 
I don't want them to win. I really hope that the, the, the Arizona Cardinals beat them, which would be great. But, you know, hey, it happens and just whatever. <laughs> Sunday night game going to Los Angeles. Uh, the Rams taking on the Seahawks. The line says even. I say put your money on the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks plus three and a half. Yeah, Seahawks. That's uh, just shooting something out there because the Seahawks should beat the brakes off these fools. They are rolling. They're uh, undefeated on the road. Yeah, the Rams are not playing. They well, they just started playing good. Yeah, they played a ge- they played a good game last week. Exactly. It is not like they strung together a whole bunch of good games. Like I said, the Rams did that against the freaking Cardinals, so it's not saying a whole bunch. But like I said, the Seahawks playing really well. Uh, they should go in and dominate this. But like I said, it's any given Sunday. It's the NFL. They're all professional athletes, so. You know, at the end of this game, it will be whoever played for 60 complete minutes. Exactly. And then the Monday night game, it's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Eli New York Manning. Giants. Eli Manning Tom should, Brady killer. should be starting. Uh, yeah, Eli has <laughs> killed Tommy terrific once or twice. Uh, Giants are sitting at 2-10. and ten. Uh, Favored big. Philadelphia is 9.5 point favorite. Uh, give me... Three. I, I think it's going to be a close game. Really, Eli coming back. It's going to be that Cinderella story that everybody loves. Uh, I'm sure. But the Giants' defense is garbage, though. Y'all should y'all should win. Giants Eli will put up some points, but you guys should win. Should is we should have beat the Dolphins. That's also true. I uh, should have beat the Lions at the first of the year. Uh, also, there's true. a lot of should have beat the Falcons. Should have beat the Falcons. There's a lot of shouldas that hasn't happened. So I do think this is going to be a close game. If Philadelphia's defense can slow down Eli and their receivers, it should have Evan Ingram this week too. Exactly. So. Evan Ingram coming back. So he will ease the pressure off of Saquon, Saquon Barkley. That opens up the run game. So it's gonna it's gonna come down to the Eagles. Defense. I don't know if Golden Tate's gonna play or not, but that's definitely gonna help. If he if he's got Sterling Shepard, he's got Golden Tate, he's got Evan Ingram, and what's the other kid? The rookie, um, Slayton. Slayton. Darius Slayton. They have those guys. It should ease ease Saquon. Exactly. He needs it because they can't, like I said, they don't They don't want to get their young back hurt. So, with this being a long week off for both teams, getting healthy, uh, I'm not a fan of the nine and a half points. I say Eagles win by three or less. That's going to wrap up the actual live, or actually our podcast for this week. Uh, we really appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening. We actually had some people show up here to our live show here at Flowbama in downtown Florence, Alabama. It is a great, great opportunity for us to be here. And again, thanks to Drew and Bart Davis, the owners of this establishment, for having us out. It is really great. Like I said, the food was good. The atmosphere is good. Like I said, they have TVs all around. They have friendly staff. They have good drink specials, good food specials. So if you guys are in and around the downtown Florence area, please come check them out. Yeah, stop by and get you some good grub and some good drink and uh, have a good time watching some some TV and chatting it up with the locals. Yes, enjoy the championship weekend that we have this week. It should be really good football being played. And until next week, guys, we shall see you later. Have fun and be safe. Uh, WD831.